You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf, Season 3, Episode 15, Galvanize. I'm your host this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And joining me across the table, AfterBuzz TV host, June Lee. Hi. And our special guest this evening is Dukalian from MTV's Teen Wolf. Please welcome Gideon Emery. He can see. He can see. <laughs> and thank you for being here once again. Pleasure. Now a man with vision. We didn't get to talk to you after your whole character arc last I know, season. No, like in the, in the beginning, it was all like <laughs> j- it was just sort of hinting at the character just getting introduced. So yeah, and we yeah. had no idea what kind of arc you were gonna have. But mm-hmm. talking about that, I mean, we got to see a really troubled villain this episode. What were your thoughts on William Barrow and how he sort of measured up to villains of the past, like Deucalion? Oh, I mean, I can't be objective about that sort of thing, can I? Um, <laughs> Abe Sapien, that's, 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 that's what I had to tweet. I was like, it's Abe Sapien! He's at Beacon Hills um, from Hellboy. So um, it was cool because, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting to have a – you know, a non-supernatural villain, you know? Because it was like, you could kind of assume that this was a citizen of Beacon Hills who had kind of had like a supernatural run-in with, um, you know, the creatures of this town. And that's perhaps what made him go insane. Like the children on the bus with the glowing eyes, Mm -hmm. we sort of all assume those were werewolves. Mm -hmm. The original was the better movie. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a scary movie. <laughs> yeah, I like their little uh, knock Village at remakes. <laughs> Village, um, Although, but it's a knock at remakes from a remake. What's well, a reimagining? I suppose. Yeah, reimagining. So, so yeah, I yeah, like that term. Funny. Yeah, so yeah. And last week, the mo- you had sent, they said Deucalion sent the motorcycle girl to sort of rescue Derek mm. from, you know, these Mexican hunters. And it's not quite clear what's going on with your character yet this season, but it looks like now that you're sort of an alliance to the werewolves. I think right right now, Deucalion's biding his time. He's he's sitting on the couch. He's uh, <laughs> probably watching a lot of Netflix, eating popcorn. <laughs> he may not be as fit as he used to be. That's why he's getting other people to do uh, his dirty work. He's up for all that lost time. When he well, he doesn't have a pack mission, anymore, you know? you know. So so no, I mean this is the thing. He doesn't have yeah. people really doing his dirty work. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's got to he's got to pick people where he can. But um, well, I felt like at the end of last season, Deucalion sort of after he got his vision back, I felt like that's first of all what made him a villain is losing that vision. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. And then yeah. it seems like. You were sort of like a hippie. Your character was like a hippie and this like peace spreading, lovely guy. Mm-hmm. And so, do you think maybe he returned to that? I don't, I don't <laughs> maybe know. he's meditating somewhere. <laughs> he might be. He might be. Um, certainly, the, the actor portraying him does his best to meditate. But um, I don't know how hippie he he was. I, I don't see Ducalion wearing a tie dye. No, know, the, I totally um, see him with like the the vest. 
Really things. Yeah. No. I saw it. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, getting back to William Barrow, who's yeah. sort of the villain of this episode, mm-hmm. um, it's not like he's a villain of strength, like Deucalion was. It's more that he's like this psychological villain. Mm-hmm. And Which is so scary. Yeah, it's and it kind so of, scary. it goes along, he's so creepy, and mm-hmm. it goes along with sort of how this season has changed and become a lot darker, and it's not so much the physicality mm-hmm. of the show, but now the psychological aspects of what's going on in each of the characters' uh, minds. Mm. And, you know, he is sort of like the Joker type of villain, which I find very creepy and scary because it's one of those things where you almost have to assume that there's like a chemical imbalance going on in their brain. And it's not even that they're seeking vengeance for something that was done to them, but Mm -hmm. that, you know, something traumatic has caused an imbalance in their minds. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of his villain, villainous character? Gosh, I thought he, I, I mean, I just thought he was so incredibly creepy and I just like couldn't really understand what was like pushing him because he was, was he trying to protect the people by killing the werewolves? But then I like, think he was. What, in, in his mind, is he kind of like a martyr for killing himself, but mm-hmm. then he didn't die and. Yeah, I mean, how personal uh, a mission was he on, sort of mm-hmm. thing? You know, what, well, yeah, exactly what is his motivation? So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, things will play out that it's you know it's part of a bigger a bigger puzzle because that's usually right. how we our team of plays out. Yeah. We can't rule out that this wasn't a supernatural uh, like villain at all because we got that whole right. hospital scene mm-hmm. where his tumor exploded uh, flies and, and, and flies yeah. came out. What a terrifying right. scene, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm. And I remember Allison kind of saying that like flies were messengers to the dead mm-hmm. or something, and mm-hmm. we get that whole sneak peek. That's of just because wh- they carry germs around. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why it's a very literal uh, <laughs> translation. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I like that. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Is the show sort of turning into a procedural now that Sheriff Stalinsky has mm-hmm. to kind of solve these cold cases each week? To I don't know. I mean, wait, wait. Job. But now we've got we're introducing new you know new entities and stuff. You know, we've got our mm-hmm. sort of shadow figures, and then you know the the uh, what have we got? We've got sort of Japanese mythology kind yeah, of coming Kitsune. in and stuff. You know, so. which I totally I was so ready to see Kira mm-hmm. as a Kitsune. I was ready. And when it didn't happen, I was so shocked. What about you guys? I'm waiting. I'm, yeah, because I was waiting to see, okay, so when are we going to reveal, you know, something right. about her? Because mm-hmm. that initial, there's one conversation, it was like a couple episodes ago where uh, uh, Scott overhears her talking to her dad mm-hmm. in the hallway mm-hmm. at school. And then she kind of busts him listening you know, mm-hmm. or eavesdropping, but at a distance she does kind of thing. And and there was like, right. whoa, she's got some kind of power, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is any kind of like Captain Planet, Kira has a ring for like electricity. I'm not sure. I mean, she obviously can't absorb pain. I don't know. It, it, I'm hoping she's part mm-hmm. of the Kitsune, which mm-hmm. we learned in like the trailers. There's a good Kitsune and there's a bad but something that stuck with me is when they were talking at the table. Whenever the only, the only good kitsune is a quiet kitsune. <laughs> um, sorry. Is that true? I don't know anything about that. Um, I don't have any kitsunes uh, myself. But, no. um, if I did, they'd be very well behaved. Uh, <laughs> what stuck out to me is when they were at the table talking about how, you know, Yukamura is actually Kira's mother's Japanese name and how mm-hmm. he's actually Korean mm-hmm. and that he took her mother's name because she's the only surviving member of her family to carry mm-hmm. on the Yukamura name. So to me, that stuck out as a red flag. Why totally. is her mother the only surviving member of mm-hmm. her family? Mm-hmm. Right. What did you guys think of that? 
I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. Something. I don't know if that's some, where like the kitsune is going to come from or what, but I did think I, I got to say that it's got nothing to do with that conversation. But at the the supper, mm-hmm. the sort of impromptu dinner where Dad invites Scott over, yeah. which is kind of a bold move, you know, invite yeah. teenage boy over, you know, to your one, you know. Normally, daughter. fathers don't want. Yeah. The normally, he's standing yeah. outside with, yeah. you know. A shotgun. I don't know, some implement. Uh, <laughs> they have a very um, weird relationship. And, like, they don't have a typical father-daughter f- relationship. No. And then she she feeds him Kira, right? She yeah. feeds She feeds him. Yeah. She feeds him the, uh, in front of mom. Mom, at least, mom had an appropriate uh, reaction to that kind of thing. Because yeah. I was thinking, like, okay, totally that's a little cheeky. It's a little Because nothing's happened yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see where, where it goes. Because she's, yeah, she seems pretty cool. And, and she obviously mm-hmm. uh, can take care of herself. And, right. yeah, I'm sure she'll play uh, uh, an interesting role. I think we were mm-hmm. supposed to draw – it was to draw attention to sort of how fast she caught that sushi with chopsticks, sort yes. of. No, there's that bit. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. That definitely says to me this is not a normal human being. That would yeah. be very difficult to do. So that's kind of highlighting what, you know, she, this is not a normal girl. But, you know, she – I feel like the way that she's attracted to Scott is she reminds me of who Scott was in season one, sort of that, like, shy guy who didn't know himself and was Fuck easily that. embarrassed, you mm-hmm. know. So – I feel like this is going to be her coming into her own and that I, I do like the chemistry between Kira and Scott because I feel like they were sort of one and the same. He's just right. a few years so he's ahead a, of So he's kind of a, a Derek to her Scott kind of thing yeah. in a way. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But more uh, but, maybe sexually romantic. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was interesting because like when she did the whole electricity thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the shadow people like emerged, right? Right. And, in Allison's house. That's a great point. Yeah, so it's like she triggered something by using her power. She called them over somehow. And I think that's why she was so hesitant to do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I was like, I wasn't sure if she knew she had these powers. Well, that's it. Maybe, or maybe it's exactly it's some kind of family curse thingy that you can't control it. Mm-hmm. And, and when stuff happens, other people get hurt. Yeah, people close right. to you get hurt, which right. is maybe, I don't know. Oh. That could Ooh. be because Sorry. because it was odd that, you know, she was very fearful. And it seemed to me that if she knew she had these type of powers, right. you know, when she was attacked by the coyote and, mm-hmm. and how like, you know, why is it that these things are sort of drawn to her like the coyote was? Mm-hmm. I know it was because the baby doll and the book bag or whatever, but it seems like, you know, she's been under attack. Everything kind of is like a magnet to going to her. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm not even sure that she knew she had these abilities or maybe she wouldn't have been so scared. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that's like you said, Gideon, maybe that's something, a curse passed down from her family that she'll have to look to her family to find out mm-hmm. more about. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll get to hear about the kitsune sooner rather than later. But what do you guys mm-hmm. think about the Kira-Scott relationship? Do you, are you still like uh, the Scott and Allison relationship? How do you feel about Scott now moving on to be with Kira? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Because I mean, he, I guess he should... You know, maybe he should have moved on by now, but I, I, I do feel some, somehow I feel that, yeah, exactly. Anyone else who's sort of vying for his affections kind of thing, uh, I feel like I want to go, hey, hey, no, 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 <laughs> um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think it's important that this show is not promoting the idea that, like, your first love is going to be who you end up with, and that's Mm. who you have to be with forever, because a lot of people get stuck in that Mm. and thinking that, and I think that, you know, you sort of grow into who you're going to be, and then, you know, you can have those better, more mature relationships, and I feel like 
this will be a step up from his relationship with Allison. And I'm not saying I don't ever want them back together because it's sort mm-hmm. of like the show just played those beats for us that we're mm-hmm. kind of rooting for them to get back together. But I don't know. I feel like things are really strong with Kira and she's becoming really likable, especially with those awesome Nike shoes we saw her wearing in the episode. <laughs> her style and just her eating lunch with her dad. She's just so unpredictable and I find a lot mm-hmm. of things she does just really cute and, and making her character really likable. Yeah, and I think you have a good point about her kind of being like the Scott. And so they mm-hmm. they, they share a different kind of relationship. You know, whereas mm-hmm. like Allison was totally different from a totally different world, but there is a sense of like they they kind of like roam in the same kind of world. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And so Styles kind of informs Scott that he is the hottest girl in the school. <laughs> and that because- was funny. Funny reactions, <laughs> in it, huh? Yeah, He's like, I'm the hottest girl. I mean, it's nice that his entire pack agreed on that, and we Mm -hmm. got those moments sort of saying, you know, you are the alpha, you are the most attractive girl in the school, you can have whoever you want, go ask Kira out. That was like a great scene. See, now there's a perfect moment where Deucalion should really be there, and then it kind of cuts cuts to him, and he's like, this is one of those moments where I wish I couldn't see him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love can you just be commentary for all the scenes totally. and what your character would have done in that situation? Because I think we need a little more Deucalion in Teen Wolf. Funny. I wasn't ready for you to be gone, so I'm hoping we get to see more of you eventually or we mm-hmm. hear more about where what your character's doing. He's gotta be doing something. I don't know I mean uh, uh, I don't know if I'm still uh, if I'm still in the building. In in the theory, um I'm still in the same building, and unless mm-hmm. unless I put it up for rent, I don't know. We haven't we haven't established the uh, uh, you know apartment to let sign um, in Scott's building. So was no, it wasn't Scott's building. It was um, Derek, Allison's. Uh, oh yes, Allison's building. I think apartment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and he actually showed up again this episode, which was nice to see Argent. Um, just in time to see Allison and Isaac with their shirts off. Now she wouldn't let Isaac kiss her. But she's down for just taking shirts off and, and hugging, I guess. I don't know what that was about. I mean, what do you guys think? Was she Taking shirts off and hugging. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about that? There's nothing wrong with taking shirts off and hugging. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds quite lovely. Um. I, mean, I mean, instead of kissing, do you think that, you know, kissing, you know, seems like the more innocent to me than just... You know, stripping okay. down. <laughs> well, I guess this was this was okay. Let's now's our moment, sort of thing. But it is funny. It was it wasn't great timing, and it was it was yeah, it was hysterical. It was so with, fun. Um, Isaac was yeah. so hilarious. Mm. Well, do you guys think that she another werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Argent. I mean, do you guys think that that's why perhaps she was not letting Isaac kiss her? Was it the fact that she didn't want to date another werewolf because of her dad or the fact of his relationship with Scott? Or does she still have feelings for Scott? And then why would she just take off her shirt and, you know, like, is this just teenage hormones? Like, what do you guys think about it? I think that's what it? they were playing at was the teenage hormones and the fact that he's, like, a really hot werewolf, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I was, I was trying. I was watching him. He said, "Doing like take off the shirt, and then that seals the deal, kind of thing." Yeah. It's like that's enough. The power of his body alone. Yeah. Like, how does that um, work? I, does that I work? Know. Have you it, tried uh, that? Does it work? I mean, I being a, a I werewolf I yourself. I wasn't in. Uh, I wasn't in that kind of shape when I was uh, that kind of age. But um, <laughs> was I? I don't know how old Isaac is. I know he's younger than me. Um, I don't know. I think. I think it was. Allison's probably still. 
She's not sure. I think she's still a little confused. She'd like to move on. But at the end of the day, moving on, is that a betrayal of what they had? And, you know, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff that's in your head kind right. of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, and then I think it's sort of on a spur of the moment, like, okay, stuff it. Let's, let's go for it. Like now, <laughs> no, no, now, now yeah. I'm going to do this sort of thing, you know, and mm-hmm. then it was like timing's messed up and it's, it's that, it's that wound that's always there. And you, you know, it's, you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Do you guys want them to get together? I mean, I saw we saw a clip of um, Lydia next episode kind of seeing them at the rave close together. And she's like, finally. So it's like, is this just something they need to do and get past? Or do you guys want to see them together in a relationship? <sighs> We're talking about her and, her and Scott again? Isaac and Allison. Isaac. Oh, I, Isaac, do you want to see Isaac, those Isaac. two together? Um, I, didn't, I didn't see that clip. Um, I guess just since the show's like hinting at it, we need to, we need it to happen. Mm. <laughs> for an, for well, an audience justified feel like they've they've gotten what they've been led to I feel like for me I feel like Allison and Scott are done are they're know? done I feel like it's pretty much done oh. you know I mean like Kira's in Scott's life now and the, you know, Allison has Isaac so I gotta say I'm rooting for Kira and Scott more than Allison I agree Isaac, I just like them mm-hmm. together better I, I feel the passion mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and I see them in each other and I think that's what you're supposed to see you know yeah. part right. of yourself and in your partner mm-hmm. so let's go but ahead they've grown, I mean they've grown up on the show though it's so interesting I, I, when I uh, just watching you know seeing, seeing Scott especially you know, I mean, uh, he looks so different. Tyler, yeah. you know, he's, yeah. he's he's grown up. You know, and I mean, <laughs> it's you know, it's not a wealth of time, but it's mm-hmm. there's definitely like there's a man now. You know, and mm-hmm. and I think in the beginning of the show, you know, he was he was a bit of a boy, right? You know, and and so the relationships have to kind of reflect that a little bit. I think you know, and and, and the feelings that yeah. go along with that. So it's uh, it's interesting, and obviously they've had so many growing up experiences on the show as well. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and obviously, <laughs> most of them are life and death as well. So that's, <laughs> you're going to grow up fairly quickly with, with that sort of stuff. But they do. I mean, exactly. they've um, they've grown up on the show. It's kind of cool. It's um, looking at it from that angle. I really like that you brought up because now it's like we kind of get to see Kira in that same light. Because if this is just her, you know, getting used to her powers and realizing she has this inside of her, you know, we're going to obviously get to see her grow up like we did Scott and sort of become a woman pretty quickly once she needs to start using those powers and actually mm-hmm. defend Beacon Hills. So I think that's a great parallel. I'm excited yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless there's a whole other sinister plan. Yeah, she could be evil, and then we end up hating her. I don't know. I don't <laughs> no, know. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, it's somebody that we've been introduced to. I don't know how know? I feel about Dad. You know, I don't know. She seems she seems so sweet and stuff. Mom, yeah, Mom. Mom definitely. Mom has is the one that I feel like would be the yeah. bad Kitsune. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Dad's all yeah. about yeah, come and meet my daughter. What's up? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Know, unless, unless you sort of like keep your enemies closer kind of thing. Yeah, like that's study. a good point. Maybe there's a reason behind why he's inviting him in. Yeah, I don't know. Lots to look forward to. But let's go ahead and talk about the twins. As we were talking about earlier, you know, they left Deucalion's pack and now they don't have anybody. And they're yeah. re- they're enrolling in high school again, trying to yeah. get Scott to let him join. It sounds his pack. too awful for words. Going back to high school, <laughs> oh. it really, really. You does. wouldn't want to. Like <laughs> I have dreams about it, and I sort of just want to go back for just a day. You know. I oh, don't. No, I mean, I could go back for a short period of time, but I mean, like for like do a couple of years again? or something, just terrible. No. And I would have to get yeah. someone else to do math for me. <laughs> I, just, you know. I, I I love that how the show always kinds of you know they make it relatable for students, and mm-hmm. and I'm not saying don't do your math homework but 
I mean, after I, I definitely don't use pre-calc anymore or mm-hmm. geometry or mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it was good just to know the framework of how all these subjects work. But I'm not doing math very much. I can do a lot of math in my head, so maybe that's sort of the point mm-hmm. to keep us on our toes as an adult. But like, I, mm-hmm. I think it was um, Ethan points out, you know, he doesn't want to do his math, and I'm not sure how much that goes into being a werewolf or any other <laughs> job. <Right. laughs> well, they also, I mean, they also seem to have. Uh, um, What's great with the twins is we have like one shows restraints and the other one is sort of all passion yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there, there's definitely, you know, lessons to be learned in, you know, in everything we study kind of thing. And, there, and there's definitely a, a lesson in patience learning something which doesn't Absolutely. seem valuable for you now. Mm-hmm. That's you a know, great point. So. That's a great. Yeah, I totally agree. I got to say, pre-calc is like it's like the worst part <laughs> it's like it's like the darkness before the light comes out like because calc is incredibly fun really yeah okay but i like take that back go stop. to pre-calc <laughs> i dropped out don't drop out you're gonna Just end up like me with it until calc. i promise calc is more interesting <laughs> the more you know all the things we promote on after buzz tv well, what do you guys think? Do you think um, the twins, it seems like the relationship with Ethan and Danny, it looks like it's over. I had, um, I believe it is Stephanie uh, Golding on Twitter saying that, she, why is Danny hooking up with his ex who broke his heart and, and kind of left him at his uh, dance or whatever? Mm-hmm. I guess when the Kenema got Danny's ex, Danny uh. was sort of happy. So why is Danny <laughs> now stepping back with his ex instead of... You know, going for somebody else is—is is he rebounding back to his ex, or was sort of um, Ethan the guy that was Ethan his rebound? I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you see Danny and Ethan getting back together? I mean, because Ethan's obviously hurt when he sees Danny making out with uh, mm-hmm. his ex in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It was—it was an interesting little little moment there because it was sort <laughs> mm-hmm. of like, hey. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then and then they were off because there were sort of more important yeah. uh, uh, things happening. But And I, and we got to see Lydia. Nobody likes to see that, man. No, you know? I it's, know. It's so funny. And the thing is, you know you're going to see it at mm-hmm. some stage. And you ha- at some stage, you're going to see the thing. And either it's going to be a case where, like, I know I'm going to see them at this thing. And so, like, and, mm. yeah, and then they probably got, well, I know they're seeing so-and-so and that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, I'll brace myself for it. But then you see it, and it's just like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's it pulls just, on the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to see that Teen Wolf is also putting that out for teenagers and being like, look, it's just not not you this is a part of life we mm-hmm. all go through it it gets easier but you gotta I look at it how it just Definitely. it just takes such a i don't know a true i mean for for a show that's based in the supernatural mm-hmm. you know at the same time it's so rooted in mm-hmm. reality in yeah, terms of relationships yeah. and, and people and personalities and stuff you know so i mean yeah this you know there may be all this other stuff going on and powers and whatnot and monsters and claws and 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 teeth and but um it's a beautiful totally. it's a beautiful there's some beautiful relationship stuff you know mm-hmm. um, I still I mean I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and repeat myself but one of my favorite moments of the whole the whole show is one of those early moments in the classroom with Scott and Allison mm-hmm. and Scott's getting upset I think coach or someone is like shouting at him you know and he's getting worked up and he can't control turning yet mm-hmm. and you know it's like and she knows his secret and stuff and she knows mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a big deal if he if he turns in in, mm-hmm. in the classroom sort of thingy, and um, 
one of them reaches back and you know takes the other's hand kind of thing mm-hmm. and she takes his hand or something and it was just the sweetest thing yeah. you know and I'm watching this guy like oh <laughs> you know and I'm like some old dude watching you know, watching this and going like no but that touches me you know and it's it's yeah. it is it comes down to See, those Dukalian those little moments deep down Dukalian yeah peace and love Dukalian <laughs> I'm still waiting I'm still waiting for the Dukalian um, Gerard uh, showdown <laughs> yeah mm. I feel like it's definitely coming, but I, I, you know, getting back to how like Teen Wolf is like reality, I've, I've read on on the internet a lot of people kind of paralleling the monsters that come on to you know teenage things that happen when you're in high school. What these monsters metaphorically mean mm-hmm. in relation to what we experience in high school and mm-hmm. how dramatic and terrifying it is, like a horror show, like like a show that we're watching. That's sort of how horrifying and traumatizing high school can be. You sure. know, it's sort of like Beacon hills and a lot of our minds because mm-hmm. this is our first experiences with everything with heartbreak with mm-hmm. you know losing friends you know right. every possible and the stakes thing. are super high mm-hmm. it's like everything mm-hmm. seems i think you're so you know we are so sensitive at that you know and impressionable mm-hmm. as teenagers you know and and everything feels life or death it does you know, stuff happens you know like mm-hmm. a, a, you can have a great teacher who can make you fall in love with a subject mm-hmm. you can have a different teacher the next semester or something and just just kind of drop out of that subject altogether basically because you just uh, you know all the passion goes out of it because that teacher just doesn't connect with their students or whatever you know Absolutely. Um, they're just yeah that's interesting it's interesting. I think that's why Team Wolf seems so real. Like all of the relationships are so real and they so they show so much restraint in the lovey-dovey stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's just that perfect amount where it's like mm-hmm. sweet and not like ugh. Yeah. Also, you're finding yeah, your own, your own yeah. identity at that age. You know, Absolutely. it's kind of like you're defining yourself as independent from your parents and this sort of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, who are you? What do you want to do? Because that's the mm-hmm. thing. Ultimately, you're studying to go into some other career. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's pressure like peer pressure. And then your parents saying, well, you should do this and blah, 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 and do something sensible. And then you want to, like, also want to make your own decisions on some mm-hmm. level. <laughs> and then also on top of that, there's like, well, what actually um, is my skill set? Exactly. You know, what am I yeah. best at? And it's not necessarily what I'm passionate about. Yeah, you I know, mean, right. and going along with that, my mm-hmm. parents never told me to do the sensible thing. They were always like, dream, baby, dream. So <laughs> I agree with that. And, and you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's nice to have a backup plan, you know, and be sensible. But I think you should also definitely follow whatever you're passionate about, whatever mm-hmm. your dream is. You know, like Styles again and again, people are shutting him down because he's not supernatural or people aren't listening to him. But at the end of the day, he's that little detective. He's going to do whatever it is yeah, he wants and to that, do. <clears throat> that's kind of interesting you brought that up because now he's like a little mini version of his dad in mm-hmm. a sense, you know. I mean, he's always been a bright kid, you know, who people don't take seriously, but mm-hmm, he'll right. put stuff together. But it's that's what I did notice in the last in the last episode is that now there was him, you know, being investigator, you know, and then finding the blood on the ground, you know, in the, yeah. in the science lab or wherever they were mm-hmm. with the... Yeah, <clears throat> The bottles and stuff. And sort yeah. of his room where he's got all the yarn. And he's putting and the like thing that. together. Because that seems to be like the way, because I also love there's a bit sort of a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I think, that, you know, that, that uh, uh, they work into into the show. Where it sort of, you know, references, 
that that we've seen. Absolutely. You know, because when people they put that stuff together, man, and this connects to that, and that's to the other, and then at the end of the day, what is it? I don't know. It's just like putting stuff on a wall. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "I like the blue, blue color; it looks pretty." Nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. So at the end, sometimes it is just the accumulating of things on a wall, <laughs> and I really like that we got to find out that Lydia's power is coming from her hearing rather mm-hmm. than her screaming. Mm. So that was interesting, and sort of she needs to hear. You know, a sound is going to be what cues her into helping out this season, and I saw an interview with Jeff saying that, you know, that's what we would find out this episode, that it wasn't necessarily her scream that was her gift, but mm-hmm. it was something else. And now we're kind of getting to know that yeah. it's her hearing and that's that, and, But the, the scream kind of gave her the clarity. The yeah. clarity that, she yeah. needed to yeah. hear. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just need to scream to think better and to hear better. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I absolutely agree with what I, they were I doing I find there. that on the, you know, if I'm trapped on the freeway you know, for any length of time. <laughs> It, it does give some momentary release, but yeah, um, yeah. It's some people scream, some people run, do whatever you need to do. Mm. But uh, you know, think clearly. I scream and run. That's fun. That, that's yeah, <laughs> I do that. Um, so I really like. You know, Lydia wasn't able to avoid the temptation of Aiden's manliness, woofiness. I don't know. So you know, they had their whole little thing in Coach's room, and then. Obviously, they're going to be... It, it seems like it's just a sexual connection, though. I think that what she has with Styles, where, you know, that, that bedroom scene where they're talking and mm. she's kind of feeling bad about herself, as a lot of teenagers would. Mm-hmm. You know, Styles is kind of there to be like, look, I'll go back to school with you to mm-hmm. prove that you were right. I know that you were right. Kind of, you know, giving her back the confidence that she needs, like any good parent should or would. And, and, but I feel like they've got this, like great connection and there's sort of the romance that I'm really rooting for this season what do you guys feel about that? I mean it would be nice it would be nice to see because I think she you know I think she's growing up uh, as well you know not just Mm -hmm. being this sort of vixen and she knows what she's got and she's sort of flaunting it kind of thing which I think she was a little bit you'd see her sort of leaving some good looking dude in in the bed kind of like hey we're going to see each other again and she's like yeah maybe (laughs) and sort of stepping out the door kind of thing and and, um, yeah he's you know he's always been like the the solid good guy mm-hmm. waiting in the wings, but he's, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was that kind of, he's cursed with it. Ah, oh, he's cute. He's cute. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, and, and the girls never <laughs> go after the cute, you know, the cute, the sweet say, guy. But I gotta say, like, Styles is really starting to look cute. Like, yeah, he looks I, really handsome he, now. His hair's growing mm-hmm. in. <laughs> he's looking a bit more buff as well. Yes, uh, definitely. He's warming it up. He's hanging out with the wolves, you know? You gotta. I mean, what's there to say about the cute good guy? Do they win? Do you guys think? Yeah. You think they do? I think they win. And I feel like he's becoming more and more of like a leader. Like even the way that he was handling Lydia. Like he's really kind of like that backbone for everybody. Mm -hmm. For Scott, definitely. He's definitely sort of becoming a man. Definitely Mm -hmm. in his father's footsteps, Mm -hmm. as Gideon pointed out earlier. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie Golding wants to know, when will Sheriff Stalinsky finally listen to Styles, his son, and go Mm -hmm. along with what Styles is saying? What do you guys think? Do you think we'll see that soon, him kind of teaming up with his father? He's telling him stuff, but his father's just still not listening and giving in. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's slowly turning his ear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's definitely going to take some some time. But there's there's definitely wounds. I think there are wounds that still need to be healed there. Right. You know, with, with mom kind of thingy. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's sort of, I don't know, I think there's still some sort of blame and, and, and something, something, something. Yeah, no, I Um, agree with that. They said, uh, Jeff said that we're going to find out what happened to Styles' mom this season. Mm -hmm. 
and um, it's definitely something psychological that in alpha also affects styles. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Stephanie, she tweeted us a lot and was asking a lot of questions. She wants to know if we ever find out Styles' name, and I know his first name because Styles is a nickname for mm-hmm. Stalinsky. So I know right. when Jeff was here, uh, three twelve, you can look that up. He sort of said, I believe he said that we will eventually find that out. So I'm excited for that. And you guys at home, don't forget. That you can call in, you can rate and download our shows. Our number here is 424-256-1729. We'd love to hear from you guys. You can tweet at us. We'll hand out our Twitter handles later. And we'll be reading some more comments that you guys left on our YouTube and iTunes. Um, I, really, the scene where Barrow staples his stomach back together with the staple gun mm. really was gut-wrenching for me. That was, like, one of the scenes this episode that I could, like, barely stand to watch because I was always scared of that staple gun that my family had in the <laughs> toolbox at home. Now, why why would your family have a staple gun, to be <laughs> honest? Why do you need more than just a regular old... Emergency surgery, I guess, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, you never this. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. We lived out in the woods. Nematons in the closet, yeah. Yeah, nematons <laughs> in the closet. There were all kinds of creepy things going on in, in the backwoods of Pennsylvania, where I'm from. But uh, so we finally get to Peter's story, Peter and, and Derek, where they're sort of, um, they have these claws from Talia, and it's, it was apparently the only thing left after the house burned Mm -hmm. and he Derek wants to ask Talia his mother a question and so he kind of makes Peter put his hand in you know that wooden uh, box that we saw last Mm -hmm. episode that they retrieved with the his tattoo symbol on it Mm -hmm. and Peter is forced to put the fingernails in his fingernails which I'm sure did not feel pleasant and Mm -hmm. then sort of do that clawing of the neck where I thought that was for memories to get someone's memories but apparently in this way Derek I guess it can do the same sort of yeah, yeah yeah Derek was able to go back and sort of talk to his mom but we don't find out you know what, what she said what she right? exactly yeah. and he's very angry at Peter for, about something it seems that he he's is like, not oh, happy oh that's Peter. not a good face <laughs> yeah. kind of thing yeah yeah and and yeah. um Peter I see that he's he definitely has a plan because he wanted to keep the claws for sentimental purposes, mm-hmm. and he's just not a sentimental no guy. Way. So right, right there is the huge mm-hmm. hint revealing that you know he wants to be an alpha again. We got that whole amazing mm-hmm. scene um, in three A where he's like, "I was always the alpha." Well, you could probably do better than me. <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm I'm certainly not going to do an imitation of uh, Peter's. I was always the alpha. You I'm have gonna, such I'm a better voice than I of. <laughs> The demon uh, wolf voice is what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> funny. But um, so I definitely think that he's on a mission this season, Peter, behind Scott and everybody else's back mm-hmm. to, to get his alpha status back. We never know what he is borrowing, you know, trading his relative's souls for some kind of status or, or what's in the mix. But we know that he was responsible for why they were caught by the Mexican hunters to begin with. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what Peter's plan is, but I feel like, you know. We're going to see. And Derek showed off his sewing skills. He's more than just a wolf, you know. Yeah. He's quite the homemaker mm-hmm. sewing Buttons Peter's. Buttons and fingers. Yeah, yeah Peter's yeah. finger back on. <laughs> what do you guys think that Derek asked Talia about? Or what did he want to find out? I mean, what could I it know. possibly be? He hasn't really sort of been, I, I don't even know if they're in Beacon Hills right now, where they are. Um, so I'm not sure what it is that he wants to know. But it seemed like the Mexican 
wolf hunters were looking for her as well. And we had some people on uh, our YouTube and Twitter also comment that they don't think Talia's dead. So who knows? Mm. Maybe she's roaming around. They think that it's too odd that it's just her claws that survived. So I guess we'll see. And then just talking about the teaser, we get those dark figures with the masks who we had learned in a trailer are actually called Void. And um, they finally show up and attack Isaac, but it doesn't look like he they kill him according to the next dawns. But I think that Isaac is sort of an easy target for these creatures because we know his past with sort of his father locking him in the mm. freezer. That was such a great uh, introduction to her character. Right. Yeah, that, that whole stuff. Yeah. <laughs> messed it's, up. Messed up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if if these creatures void are going to attack anyone, it seemed like they would definitely attack Isaac, who mm. probably is avoiding all those sort of memories and not mm. didn't really deal yeah. with his past of of that. What yeah, do you guys he's think also of not that? quick. He's also not quick to anger like like Scott might mm-hmm. be, or you know, um, I don't think Derek's quick to anger, but I think Derek would be quicker to you know react kind of thing. Whereas right. whereas I think Isaac's more sort of you know well, kind of here, unless it's stuff with the twins, you right? Know? So, yeah, uh, yeah, it is interesting because, yeah, maybe he is a little bit of a soft target for them and whatever's going on. I don't know what – I mean, we're assuming that um, uh, uh, Allison and her dad can hear some commotion going on, right? right, We saw them sort of banging on the door Mm -hmm. trying to get in. Yeah. So who knows what they're doing to him, but – um, it seems like they're going to be the big bad for next episode at least. Mm. And so we had – I want to read a few comments that we had on our YouTube. Um, Joseph Bonza said, I wonder what Deucalion wants with Derek and Peter. I'm afraid that he is only befriending them to take out Scott, Styles, and Allison since they aren't 100%. Maybe Lydia will save them. So a lot of people rooting for Deucalion to, to um, show up again and uh, they want to know what his plan is. And then we had uh, Steric Sourwolf wanting Chris- Christian Taylor back. Um, we had him on 3A. He wrote Hotel California, I believe mm-hmm. it was called, or Motel California. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had him with Holland in 3A. But I think he is going to join us again. So I look forward to that. Oh. And um, people are saying that they they want to see a were cat because we got to see a were-coyote. So Hmm. they're hoping that there will be more cats on the show. (laughs) I don't know about that. But let's go ahead and and get into a few interview questions with you, Gideon. We're so happy that you would join us once again. Um, Could you kind of tell us one of, like, your favorite moments on set or, like, a set story that really sticks out in your mind? Mm. Mm. Wow, okay. Well, I should have had these beforehand. (laughs) I'm going to be, like, digging around in my brain. Lots of, I mean... I think I've said. I think I've said uh, so, somewhere else. I think one of the one of the nicest moments early on was, was I mean, was an early on moment where, uh, and it's it was like a really simple moment where we're just walking into, um, I think it was walking into the school, but it was it was our first uh, shot as like a pack, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're just coming in and walking, and and um, Kali stops and kind of sniffs sniffs the air, sort of thing, and and. Okay, it's nothing kind of thing and moves on. But it was the introduction to us kind of moving in, uh-huh. you know, and it was just kind of super cool because it was the first time all of us together. Yeah. You know, and we've met each other maybe once. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was that was fun because then we were like, okay, we know we've started this journey and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it seems pretty cool. And, um, yeah, and we didn't – yeah, I didn't. I don't think we had a, a really much uh, sense of where – of how cool a, a journey was going to be. Mm-hmm. What was know? it like playing, like, um, such a dark villain? It's fun, you know. It's mm-hmm. fun because it's not um, 
uh, it's fun. It's it's always a lot of fun to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a a lot of the time it's more interesting perhaps because you can play a little bit more whereas like if you're the good guy you've got to be just sort of very you know uh, straight down the road right. middle of the road sort of thing so um, you can play the greys as the bad yeah, guy yeah and, and it was it was it was the best uh, reveal though in, in, in episode 8 where we had that flashback that you know he was a good guy in the beginning mm-hmm. kind of thing and so that's that. the nicest thing that there is some because I always think it's nice it's nice if your villain has some vulnerability somewhere you absolutely know? and that mm-hmm. even if it's a case where it sort of it pains him to hurt other people you know but he feels that that is his that's his compulsion or that's his his uh, uh, manifesto you know but there's mm-hmm. still some twisted absolutely. kind of uh, <laughs> guilt or regret or something there but he's still going to go and chop your head off yeah. you know so um, it was nice that yeah there was there was something more to him than just being some you know one note one note villain which I think is is, is great and great about the writing and, and great about what uh, you know yeah it's always absolutely. yeah it's always um, nice to see what triggers that sort of villainous uh, character because you know we all have the bad and the good in us and it's mm-hmm. like you know what makes some people snap you know, mm-hmm. in this episode, uh, William Barrow, it was, you know, seeing the children on the bus that that had reminded him of a horrible movie. And I guess he thought, you know, in his mind, it made sense that he had to protect the town. And then mm-hmm. in your case, having your vision taken from you when you were, you know, doing a good thing for society and sort of being this, you know, more peaceful guy. It makes sense that, you know, being stripped of something like that unfairly would definitely, you know, turn you into somebody who, you know, wanted power in another form. Mm. So it's always nice to see those human stories and, and, mm-hmm. and put us – that kind of put us all on the same level as the villain at some point in time so we can sure. see where they and start yeah. from. Yeah, and the thing mm-hmm. is we all have elements of everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. It's in all of us, you know. It's just what we choose to indulge, you know. Right. So, so that's that's why I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, it's you know, being an actor, you get to indulge, you know, some uh, uh, <laughs> behaviors on the camera <laughs> or, or on a stage um, that you wouldn't, you know, in, in in sort of general public life kind of right. thing. But it's interesting to sort of go to those places, but obviously, you know, not. Uh, not sort of take them home with you necessarily. Not that, not that I think you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the sort of thing where you're gonna. Um, although it's a pretty scary, there's some pretty scary stuff. You know? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. always interesting to me because it's like once you get used to sort of behaving like a character, um, how do you separate it or how do you cut it off? You know, and go back into society, yeah. not doing those I think, things. I mean, and, I think. Uh, <clears throat> or how can I have this? You. Yeah, I mean, I think this is in, and it's an interesting debate because I think a lot of the time they're sort of you know actors who are like sort of ah oh, you know come in as a character and they're the character the whole time, you know, and you you hear about this a lot in in actors on film and mm-hmm. stuff, um, uh, and you know they just they just didn't they didn't break character the entire time, but I I think that's kind of false. I think that's it's some sort of ego that's that's at play there because at the end of the day, I'm an actor. I'm given a script. You know, these are the lines I have to say. I'm not becoming, you know, Ducalian. I'm maybe mm-hmm. bringing elements of how I see that character, you know, with the help of the starting point of what's, you know, the script here and then my direction and stuff, you know, and wardrobe and, and, and my fellow actors. But, um, you know, I have a mark to hit 
then, you know, I have to wait for action before I start speaking. I'm not improvising on the spot, you know. So it's mm-hmm. – although I'm bringing stuff to the thing, it's very clearly I'm playing a role for me in my brain. Mm, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's always some element of that. Otherwise, it would be absolutely insane, <laughs> you know. No, no, no. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be facetious about it. So I think it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a bit a bit of a, a falsehood that, that um, uh, you know – uh, actors that said, oh, and then they take it and it's so heavy. And, and <laughs> um, I think maybe, look, if, if you're spending, you know, if you're working six months or four months or something on a movie where you're playing something really, really dark, you know, maybe it kind of, you know, starts swimming it's around in your you. head a little bit kind of thingy. But I don't think you become the character <laughs> offset or, right. or it's the, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. um, certainly, I mean, if you're playing, you know, a, a really, really dark, you know, uh, abusive character and and uh, we're living with that day in and day out and then what you have is the other actors behaving towards you as if you are that right mm-hmm. um, and then you don't go home and then have a normal sort of you know you're not living with somebody you know your partner sort of thing who's mm-hmm. like hey how's it going you take a hot bath and you know take that thing off right. then you know potentially you're in you're in, in trouble I agree you with know? that completely um, that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me if you had to trade character roles with someone else on the show, what other character maybe would have you liked to play? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I think Styles is hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's so, you know, the uh, I suppose the opposite of Deucalion. Deucalion's very sort of measured. I mean, he's evil for one thing, or at least he was. Mm-hmm. If 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 we're sort of thinking of him in, in that you know black and whiteness. Um, you know, and Styles is obviously a super good guy. Mm-hmm. Duke very measured, in, you know, in terms of his speech, what he says, what he does, his physicality. And, you know, Styles is all over the place, you know, stumbling. He's like um, Kramer. You know? <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, I think it would be, yeah, that would be fun because it would be so the antithesis of, of you know, of Duke And also the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that I've um, uh, typically played on camera in the last uh, – Six or seven years, anyways. Yeah, definitely. Well, June uh, had asked our last guest. You know, you guys all stay in such great shape, and she was sort of asking, like, what was your, what's one of your like favorite workouts, or like, what health tip mm-hmm. do you have? I mean, I, you know, I, I've worked out, you know, four to six days a week for the last twenty years, sort of thing. Wow. So it's mm-hmm. it's. Um, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I don't spend like ninety minutes in the gym, though. You know, I can spend thirty minutes in the gym um, uh, most times, but I, you know, I have short rest periods, and then I, I you know, um, it's largely weights, but I have short rest periods, so my, you know, cardio is is involved at the same time, kind of thing. Um, and then it's 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 kind of you know calories in sort of thing. So it's it's I eat very lean. Um, it's kind of boring, uh, but it's not. It's it's kind of it came out more out of you know food is fuel sort of right. thing initially. It sort of came from like a bachelor thing, mm-hmm. where I was like, oh well, I'll just eat that because that's easy, to, you know. And and now it's sort of become a a kind of a lifestyle where instead of living off cereal, which I did for a while, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's uh, you know cottage cheese and chicken breasts and stuff you're ma- kinda... more aware of it do you have cheat days where you just indulge in it's not no it's not, it's not like i feel like i'm yeah. restricting my it's just mm-hmm. that's what i do you know it's like you know yeah. you uh i don't know shower every morning sort of mm-hmm. thing it's just that's what i do so it, it i don't think i'm denying myself i mean yeah. i uh, what do i like if if uh you know that's not particularly healthy uh, i like chocolate 
That's you good. Know, I um, like chocolate. But I, I mean, I kind <laughs> of, I would, I would say if, if chocolate is cheating, then I cheat every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have yeah. a little bit of dark chocolate. Um, well, that's yeah. healthy. Do some people think that it's healthy to cheat every day? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think you've got I, I don't think I if if I if I felt like I was living in in sort of lack with with mm-hmm. you know my diet and stuff and you know I wouldn't be as happy you know but it does make me happy and I like how I feel so mm-hmm. That's um, good. I think that yeah. that's what a lot of people are trying to get in into good habits and and just doing things daily that are not don't feel like you know you're making yourself pruning yourself in some sort of prison but more so these are like healthy habits if you can make it a lifestyle you know and it's a lifestyle for me so it's not Mm -hmm. but i mean it's honestly i'm not slaving i'm not slaving away you know i Mm -hmm. i you know i work out very hard when i go to the gym i'm not chatting to people i'm you know i i rest long enough to catch my breath and then do another set and i i know what i'm doing each day and i do a two-day split and i go in and do my thing and and i leave and once in a while i run into uh uh, JR, <laughs> and then I take a little bit longer because we do chat. But um, yeah, yeah, I was I was trying to get a whole thing started on Twitter because uh, <laughs> I saw the um, they did a, a charity uh, calendar. Uh-huh. The I saw him on the, the ad roller. The younger cast. No, that was like, oh, okay. I saw. No, I did. I posted that picture because it looked like um, <laughs> it, did it looked look like, like Stilinski, <laughs> but it's, it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> it was so funny. I was in the sports store and I saw this. Yeah, it's a picture, and it did. It looked. It looked like uh, Lyndon. It did. Yeah. It wasn't him, though. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> funny. I don't know. I find that stuff funny. No, no, it was. Um. So, uh, what side projects are you working on right now? I know you do a lot of voiceover for different video games and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. What can I talk about? Most of the stuff you can't talk about. I know. Um. Which is kind of frustrating because then you know when you are working on stuff, you can't talk about it, and then when you're not working on stuff, you can't talk about it. So it's it's sort of like, well, is there anything I can talk about? The I can talk about um, uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order because there was mm-hmm. a, a little release saying that I was involved in that. Um, so that's a yeah, that's a game coming out. You know, um, Castle Wolfenstein was was a you know franchise going back. Mm-hmm. A couple of decades and stuff, and this is a. I did some motion capture um, for oh, that, cool. and I'm playing a pretty cool role. But I can't talk about the role, but uh, <laughs> that should be pretty cool. That'll be coming out later this year, hopefully. Um, and then you can also catch me on Shameless. Um, I think Ooh. from from uh, this Sunday. Uh, oh, awesome! For a, couple, for a couple episodes, being so not. Uh, so not Wolfie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, no Deucalion yeah. in this no, character. No, no Deucalion. No claws coming out. <laughs> no. Although, am I the? I mean, I don't know if I'm the nicest. Well, I'm. A, I'm pretty nice. I'm pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> we love um, Shameless here. We do the after show for Shameless as oh, well. Okay. So that's okay. very There's exciting. A, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm sort of uh, uh, have a little bit to do in that. So, um, and then yeah, I think that's. That's about all I can talk about right now. No, yeah, that's I'm working fantastic. on I'm working on an awesome video game right now. I wish I could talk about it, but I can't. Oh, well, we'll look forward to yeah. you tweeting about it. You're very active on Twitter, right? What's your I'm Twitter handle? So active on Twitter, it's just it's uh, it's an addiction. <laughs> it's terrible. It's really terrible. <laughs> really, it's terrible. I'm just Gideon Emery. Gideon Emery. Yeah. No underscores or crazy spellings. No, I was I was the voice of Gid for a bit. And then someone else took Gideon Emery, and then I was uh, I was like, wait, you can't be... Because then people were... Then this person was tweeting as me, and... and oh, no. Well, no, I mean, they were tweeting mm-hmm. using that handle, and then because, I, you know, there's, there's you know, quite a few um, uh, kids who, who uh, I don't know, follow my stuff from games and stuff, Absolutely. you know. So it, it, it was just kind of... There was some stuff that was, wasn't necessarily appropriate, so I kind of got my... 
my name back, as it were. I got my name back. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so. not the demon wolf. <laughs> so it's me, yeah. yeah it's, you can. it's now Gideon Emery. It's awesome. Gideon Emery, yeah. I tweet a lot. I, I saw I'm like up to like 4,500 tweets or something, which wow. seems which is not that many because I've seen some people have got like yeah. you know, 20,000 tweets or something. But considering I haven't been on Twitter for all that long, <laughs> it seems like quite a lot. Um, no, it is. Well, keep tweeting because yeah. we all want to hear what you're working on. Mm. And we'll look forward mm-hmm. to it. Let's go ahead and roll into predictions and talk about where we think things are going on TV. And now, we're after Buzz TV. So it seems like the twins are definitely going to try to get in Scott's pack and win his trust. Um, it seems like Derek's going to be mad at, at Peter, and hopefully we'll get that reveal. And we get mm-hmm. to see it next week is like the rave with the the paint. Oh, have you guys yeah. ever gone to one of those parties? That looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to be on set for that <laughs> party. Um, but yeah, it seems like Peter's going to try to regain his alpha status, mm-hmm. and these void creatures are going to come in and attack yeah. everyone. And I'm excited for that, and I hope we get some more Kitsune. What do you guys think? Any yeah. predictions? Definitely. I don't know. I feel. I mean, some something has to happen. You know, some. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's a tough. It's a toughie. You know, because you you always sort of you always think there's a potential for people to get kind of taken out. You I know, but I don't know who that. I don't know yeah. who's who's vulnerable right now. I you know. know I thought for a split second maybe Isaac was going to get you know taken, taken out, out mm-hmm. when the void roamed in. I think they would leave a void because then where, where does that leave? Where does that leave Allison then? Yeah, yeah. you know that's a good point. Then well, she becomes like the third wheel in the in the in the the Scott yeah, yeah. relationship. Oh no, kind of yeah, that would be bad. Would who be do you guys bad. think? If we're just predicting right now, who do you think is the big bad of the season? I'm gonna go with uh, Kira's mom. I think yeah. she's gonna be the bad Kitsune. I'm just guessing. What do you guys think? Who? If you had to pinpoint someone right now, mm. maybe Ducalion's coming back. I don't know. <laughs> the, big, the biggest reveal would be that Styles is is actually manipulating everything. Every, oh my! God. Everything that would be crazy. <laughs> Can you that imagine? Would be crazy. I mean, That'd we are be... supposed to hear that he's suffering from some you know mental illness that oh, his mom had, so wow. it could be. He definitely but... has an inner ear problem because uh, <laughs> uh, his balance is off. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with her dad, uh, uh, Kira's dad, Mr. Yukimura. Yeah, because okay. I think he's too nice. I agree. I don't with that. trust. I don't trust niceness. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But um, I don't know. What do you think, June? Gosh, who's it's the so big bad? Hard. I don't know. I feel could, like Barrow wasn't like completely dead. No, he didn't and look I'm dead. I'm still wondering why he was going after Kira. Right. Like and why That's a good so point. Maybe she maybe she has like that split personality, personality and she's not even aware of it. And mm-hmm. hey, Malia from last episode and her father. Right. I feel like they're coming back. So who knows? All right, guys. And the girl. Malia, the coyote wolf or which no. one? No. Well, yeah, what's happened to her? Apart yeah. from someone needs to do some eyebrow uh uh, uh <laughs> I don't know what the word is for that yeah. cuz she was a little wild. That's obviously Yeah, you know, she was wild. The fact that I noticed this kind of stuff is, is just is just depressing. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, cuz yeah, beautiful but the hair and the eyebrows, you know. But she's obviously been for like a, you know, for like a year. Coyote for, yeah. She doesn't know how yeah. to be a girl. Yeah. She only knows how to be a coyote. <laughs> So we'll see if she's coming back. A lot of people so want her to yeah. be with Scott, too. So. Maybe Scott can teach her to use a knife and fork because, uh, you know, she's just been sort of foraging. Oh, that's a good then, point. Uh, 
and uh, you know Kira would teach the chop section they can have like sort of a whole sort of get get together utensil <laughs> that would be uh, a fun uh, sushi workshop. round too or pizza who doesn't love pizza hopefully there's more pizza next episode that's what I'm that's what I'm predicting more pizza more pizza alright guys well thanks for joining us once again thank you Gideon for joining us you thanks for having amazing. me again thank you you guys made sense. can follow Gideon at Gideon Emery and June, what's your Twitter handle? Miss underscore June Lee. Okay, and MS guys. underscore June Lee. There you guys go. <laughs> and I'm Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can Google or Bing my blog, Cinematic Escape. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. After, after, <laughs> after, 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 <laughs> you're quite the artist. Mm-hmm. What were I you doing? Know. Know. What were you doing? From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Is Akamai like- Buzz you later! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.